Thank you, Jesus. I'd like you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Acts, if you would. Acts, the 8th chapter, and verse 1 and 8. The ladies that keeps the nursery would like to get a break. We want to welcome you to volunteer for the nursery workers. They want to be in here on Mother's Day. Let us men volunteer to show our appreciation, not just for words, but in action, how much we appreciate our mothers and those that works in the nursery. That'd be about a month from now. So you think about that and get with Julie Elliott. She's the overseer of that. I love the Sunday school class this morning and the comments. It's such a mighty work right outside these walls that needs to be done for the kingdom of God. So we're going to preach the Holy Ghost and I. He's going to feed you this morning from Acts 8 and 1 and 8. Our camera system is on vacation, so we'll just work without them. Okay. Now Saul was sinning to his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles, the twelve. They, they, they stayed in Jerusalem. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church and into every house and hauling men and women and committed them to prison. Therefore, they were scattered abroad whenever were preaching what? The word is the most valuable thing in a Christian's life. That's why God rained down the manna every day for 40 years in the wilderness, teaching the value of the Word. You must have it every day. It's not a suggestion. It's a must to have the Word to be affected with God. Then Philip went down unto Samaria and preached what? Christ is the Word. He preached the Word. And all the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits cried with loud voices, came out of many of them, and they were possessed with them. Many taken with palsy and the lame, and they were healed. And there was great joy in that city. There was a certain man called Simon, which before time the same city used sorcery, bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was someone great, to whom they gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the greatest power of God. 
We're going to go back to a verse here. Hearing, seeing, and receiving. One has to hear first. Then you got to see with your heart's eye. And then you receive. Philip was not one of the twelve. He first started serving tables. This is about eight years later. Now he is known as Philip the Evangelist. He goes down to a city, was plagued with evil spirits and sickness and witchcraft. And there he preached Christ to them. This lets us know that everyone in the church can heal the sick. You can preach. Because he was not that. But now he is. And this man in this city considered himself to be somebody great and the people in the city thought he was a God. People were healed. Evil spirits were cast out. That's what God wants to happen here in this area. If it happened then, it happened now. That's God's plan for the church. That's God's plan for this city and every city. And the Bible said they all, they all took heed to what Philip said to the Word of God, hearing and seeing and then receiving. What God had brought to them, what a marvelous thing, this whole city was saved and healed. John and Peter came down, or Peter and John came down and laid their hands on every person in that city, and they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And Peter explained to the council that called him before them and because he went down to Cornelius' house. He said, you know it's unlawful for you to go down there. He said, I must obey God. Brother Keith is talking about we may see some things that's really going to put our faith to trial, but we must obey God. And the Bible said, he told the council, said, as I spake, the Holy Ghost fell on them like it did on us in Acts 2. In other words, like a rushing mighty wind, clothed in tongues as fire, set upon Cornelius' house and saved his whole house. Not only that, the Philippian jailer's whole house was saved also. It's God's plan to save every family member in your house. It's God's plan to heal this city and save this city. It's God's plan for you to hear and see and then receive. You have to see with your heart. Then you'll be able to receive this wonderful blessings of God, the things of God. Could you say, amen, the whole city was saved? Huh? 
God can save one or tens of thousands just as easy. It does not constrain him to save of a whole city in the blessings of God. Hebrews 13 and 8 said, God is no respected person. And he says, I change not. These incidents with Philip and Cornelius' house happened eight and ten years later after the day of Pentecost. God is still doing the same thing today. He's not on vacation. Like Brother Don says, he's doing something good every day in your life. The wonderful blessings of God is helping us. We ought to be so thankful what God is and what he's doing. Jesus makes himself available to everybody. We find no record where the city Samaritan asked him to come down. We find a record for Macedonia asked Paul to come. But we find no record where they asked a minister to come or somebody to come. But God made himself available through Philip. And that's what God's plan is to us, to make ourselves available to those that's in need. Jesus makes himself available to everybody. He came to do what? Seek and what? Save those which is lost. The devil is the author, the author of sin and sickness. I'm not saying when people get sick, they sin. I'm saying the devil is the author of that. And the Bible says that Jesus came that he could destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. And notice Philip preached what to them? The word. God honors his word every time. He honors his word. We find a man, a nobleman, in St. John 4, 46 to 53. He was a king. He came to Jesus. That's one of the keys to receiving from God. You have to come to him. And that word come is a Greek word means you constantly got to be coming. Constantly you got to be coming to him. Because he's the one that supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. This nobleman came and said, My son lies home, sick and dying. Come down and heal him. Jesus gives a strong rebuke. How is it that you'll only believe when you see signs, miracles, and wonders? He paid no attention to the rebuke. He come right back, said, Come. My son is dying. And Jesus said, go thy way. Your son is healed. He's 30 miles away. And the reason he came to Jesus, because he had heard that Jesus is the one that turned the water into wine at Galilee, and he had come back to that town. He knew the miracle worker had come to town. How many believe that the miracle worker is in town today? The miracle worker's in your house today. He's everywhere. He's ready to make himself available to us to supply our need. That's the reason he came to Jesus. Immediately when Jesus told him, he heard in his heart. How many know you can hear with this right here? 
and never have no faith. You can hear right here and never see no miracles. You can hear right here and never see salvation in your life. But when it gets into your heart, the Bible said he went his way immediately. And when he got near home, they came to him and said, Thy son liveth. He lived, Brother Melvin. He said, What time did this happen? And the man might have said, 825. He said, That's exactly the same time that Jesus said it. Sometimes healing is instantly. We'll come back to that again in a minute. Sometimes it's not. And the Bible said, In his whole house believed. I want you to start saying that my whole house is saved. My whole house is healed. My house is not healed. Peggy needs a healing. But she is healed by the stripes of Jesus. I don't just say that from this pulpit. I don't know how many times a daily I say it. I believe it and I say it. Amen. I believe all my family is going to go to heaven with me. We're going to be on that one flight. They may be in the grave, but when they come out, we're going to catch up with them. Amen? Rhonda Swaller, when Eddie and Dolores gets out of that grave and come up, you'll be caught up with them. We ought to believe and act and talk like our whole family is saved. Is saved. It's his job. To save us all. It's not going to hinder him. To save us all. The wonderful blessings of God. This man was a nobleman. He was a king. And God heard his request. He went immediately. Several weeks ago we mentioned. About the lady in San Antonio. They sent her home to die with cancer. And she was laying in her bed. Dying. She looked at over a rocking chair. You remember that? Peggy told me what her name was. Her name was Becky Fender. She said, Not no woman going to rock in that rocking chair. And not no woman going to sleep in this bed with my husband. And she began to talk healing, and God immediately healed her. And she wrote a song that became very famous. She was a very anointed singer. God ain't through with me yet. I mean, no, I believe I heard Sue, Sunday school class several weeks ago. I think it was her voice. Tell somebody she'd been through a little ordeal. She said, God ain't through with me yet. I don't care what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're going through with God, not through with you. Amen? God has a work for your life, but he wants to change your life. I called a person this week. I won't take them out to eat and. I did. A guy came in there and come over to the table. and He said, are you still preaching? I said, yes. He said, how old are you now? And I said, 83. He said, I don't believe that. But I want you to know that I don't care how old you get. Just thought, well, I think you're 89 or be 90 this year. How old will she be? I didn't get that. How old is she? 90. And God not through with her. Hmm? 
Rhonda's told me, said, anytime them church doors open where well, Mama feels like it, not Mama going to be there. She's committed. She's dedicated to Christ. It's one thing to be committed and dedicated to your church, but it's another thing to be dedicated and committed to Christ. We must be committed to Christ. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the kingdom of God is never going to pass away. Your commitment to God, you will never lose. Committed to God and the wonderful God. And that song became very popular. God is not through with me yet. I remember many, many years ago, probably back in the 60s, there was a lady in Texarkana that asked her to come up at the fellowship meetings. We used to have those about once a month. It'd take her forever, seemed like, to get out of that pew in her wheelchair and roll down to the front and get out on that piano bench and sing a song. But when she did, I tell you, the anointing of God failed. Her body was crippled, but her spirit was alive under God. Amen? Hearing and seeing and receiving the wonderful blessings of God and what God has for our lives. I believe Gene Meadows brought us a tape many years ago. A little girl in John Hagee's church had cancer, and they sent her home. There wasn't nothing they could do. They made a recording of many, many healing scriptures in the Bible. They put it on a cassette tape that played endlessly, played 24 hours a day. It was playing in that room. Anybody want to say what happened? Huh? God came down and healed that little girl. Because it's the Word. The power is in the Word. God recognized. In Acts 2, when, Phil, when Peter spoke to them, the 3,000, the Bible said they were pricked in their heart when He spoke the Word unto them. It's the Word that brings conviction. Nothing in this world brings conviction brings sinners to God except the Word and the Spirit of God. I don't care what else you do. Their life is in sin, cannot be changed, will not be changed without the Word and the Spirit of God in their lives. You may have a form of godliness, but you can't be godly without the Word and the Spirit of God in your life. He does the work. He's not through with you yet. He's working on us. In Daniel 4.36, Nebuchadnezzar ate grass for seven years. God changed his whole character. He changed him from a king to an animal. His hair grew out, toenails grew out, his fingernails grew out, and he ate grass for seven years. God did that to him until he would come to himself. And the Bible said, and he came to himself. He repented. And notice what God did to him. I want to read you what God done for him. 
verse 36 of the fourth chapter. And the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor, my splendor returned to me for the glory of the kingdom. My advisors and noblemen sought me out. I was restored to my throne became even greater than ever before. If God can take a man that eat grass for seven years, insane. He was insane for seven years, acting like an animal. How much more so God can change you and me this morning? Huh? Is anything too hard for God to change, restored, well, Brother Billy, I'm just too far gone. You are not too far gone. God can make you a new creature in Christ right where you're sitting. Huh? Acts 2, they got the Holy Ghost, 120, while they were sitting. And the Holy Ghost fell on them. Cornelius' whole house got the Holy Ghost while they were sitting. And the Holy Ghost fell on them. I appreciate what Brother Ken's teaching about prayer. You don't have to be on your knees. That's all right if you want to be on your knees. You don't have to be laying prostrate in the floor. That's all right if you want to. You can pray in your bed. You can pray in your rocking chair. Hmm? John Meadows was telling Wednesday night about his brother, I believe it was, had a knee operation, knee replacement. It wasn't doing too good. He went back to the doctor the doctor asked him, are you exercising that knee? He said, no, it hurts too bad. He said, if you don't, you're never going to get well. You're not going to get well. So he goes home. He loves to swing. He has a swing. He was sitting in that swing, just swinging. I mean, you know when you sang, your leg, you know, gets to moving, you know? Gets to moving. Gets to moving. Wasn't too long, he went back to the doctor. And the doctor examined and said, John, his brother said, what have you been doing? He said, I ain't been doing nothing. He said, your leg, that knee, is healed. He said, what have you been doing? Well, I've just been swinging. Just swinging. How I many you know when you swing, you know, that knee gets to moving, you know? How I many you know just a little bit of thing, just a little bit of faith all you need. Just a little bit of calling on God, the faintest cry. It don't have to be a loud thunder cry. It'd be a faint cry. He hears your faintest cry. He's God. He cares about his people. If God can raise a man up out of a seven years of insanity and change him and put him back on the throne and make him greater than he ever has been, how many believe that God can make you and me greater than we've ever have been? Mentioned a Sunday school class about Miles Monroe. Oh, he he has lives in the Bahamas. God has mightily used him. He told him when he called him, he said, "I will carry you before kings." He got to witness to Arafat. He got to pray with him. He got to tell him about Jesus Christ. But he fasted and prayed after he got the Holy Ghost for many years. But his life wasn't going anywhere. Everything that seemed like everybody else was being blessed, he wasn't being blessed. He asked God, said, what's wrong? 
God said, you still got that old mentality. You got your spirit, but your old mind is still thinking like a, the old man. You got to think like a king. He began to think like a king. I didn't tell all of it in Sunday school class. And a man walked into church one day and handed him a check of $25 million. God is not broke. Huh? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. All the gold and all the silver is his. It's laid up for the righteous when they think like a king. Come on, who's going to help us to start thinking like kings and queens? What God has called us to be. He's called us out of darkness under this marvelous light of his. And he wants to bless us beyond any dream that we thought we could have. The wonderful blessings of God. Isaiah 16, 13 says, I will make my place. Glorious. And my feet will walk where the glorious is. Dr. Henry Wright. His mother had cancer. And he wrapped around her vocal cords, just all around her. The doctor said, you're too far gone. There's nothing we can do for you. Nothing. Tremendous pain. Went to church every Sunday. Went for prayer every Sunday. This one Sunday, she went down there. And they gathered around her and began to pray. She was just standing there like Hannah. Lips are moving and nothing coming. And she said, Lord, her son was real young then. If you will heal me, I'll make sure Henry lives for you. I'll make sure he devotes his life to you. I'll make sure of that. And he said, instantly. Instantly. You might say, well, I wish I could get healed instantly. Hannah went year in and year out. The Bible said year in and year out. Year in and year out, she went. She went. But one day, it was instantly. It came on her. And she raised Henry. He became a doctor and a minister of a church. And God miraculously gave him the gift of healing. And he's still healing today. He's still setting the captives free today. He's still doing great and mighty works today. In a crisis, Hezekiah cried to God. You find this in Isaiah 37. And he said, and then God said, I mean, oh, Brother Ken does a good job doing that. We need to be people that has a conversation with God. There's a difference in praying and telling God what he ought to be doing. And that's what most prayers is. We're telling what him what he ought to be doing. And most prayers is praying for what we want, for him to give us what we want. 
our prayer life has to change and ask God, I want you. I want you. When we get Him, things will change. We need to sit down and reason together with God. Carol on a conversation. How many of you know that God likes to talk? Have you ever talked to people you can't hardly ever get a word in edgewise? But that's a lot of time a lot of our prayers like that. God can't talk because we won't let Him get in. But He wants to get in and tell you how much He loves you, how much He appreciates you, and what He thinks about you. I mean, you know, He has good thoughts about you. Everybody may not think good of you, but God thinks good of you. One guy dressed another guy down and just really talked to him. He got through. This guy looked at him and said, I'm glad you didn't know no more about me. Notice what Isaiah says, though, what he says here. His chaos, crying. This is a day of rebuke for the children or come to birth. And there is not enough strength to bring forth a birth. Now, he said there's not enough strength to bring forth the birth. Not enough strength to bring forth the miracle that I need. There's not enough strength to get what I'd like to get from God. But listen to us what the prophet says. Then answered Isaiah, Thus saith the Lord. I mean, you know that it's a good thing when you can hear the Lord. How many ever heard the Lord in a crisis? Thus saith the Lord. Now, Isaiah's got a crisis. But God speaks to him in this crisis when he said there's not enough strength to bring forth the birth. This saith the Lord, be not afraid. I will send a blast. Words, I'm going to send you a miracle. I'm going to send what you need. The greatest miracle we ever had in our life the day that God revealed His Son in our lives. That is the greatest miracle. God is ever-present help when we need Him. I don't know about you, but I find out I need Him every day. Ever walk and ever talk. All these examples was hearing, seeing, and then receiving. When you hear, you begin to see. You begin to receive. God bless you for being this morning. If you need prayer, we're going to ask some of the elders to come. You say, well, I've been prayed for a lot of time. Well, this lady had been too. And the miraculous thing about her, God added, 33 years to her life when it looks like it was all over with the doctor said it's over with her flesh says it's over with but her spirit was alive unto God and when she said to God the wonderful blessings of God I remember brother Samuel Baker First time I seen him was in the early 60s. He just came back from Brazil, been there, I think, six years as a missionary. He could not speak no 
like they spoke what? Spanish? Portuguese, thank you. He went to buy some groceries. So he spoke. The lady gave him, he was wanting cheese, and she gave him a bar of soap. But he said he was in a meeting with another church. He hadn't got established yet. And this guy came down crippled and blind. And they asked Brother Baker to pray for him just being courtesy. And when he got down there, Brother Baker went to pray for him. And the Lord said, don't touch him yet. You tell them to take his glasses off. So he turned around and told the pastor, said, the Lord said, take his glasses off. He said, I can't do that. That would embarrass him because he's blind. And the Lord said, Samuel, I won't heal him unless he takes his glasses off. The word is hearing, hearing in your heart. Obeying what God says. Then seeing and receiving what God will do. So the final pastor gave in and says, okay, okay. When he took the glasses off, Brother Breaker touched him. And what happened? Not only was his eyes healed, he was no longer a cripple. Because Brother Baker had obeyed what God said. He'd been prayed for, this man had been prayed for many times. But that day was his day to be delivered. So if you need prayer, you'll come. We're going to pray with you, and we're going to expect something to happen. Hearing and receiving. Praise God. Some of you elders come down, and let's anoint her and pray for her. And let, let, let's believe. I could tell you some more stories. One time in 1976, Jimmy Jones in the Houston um, Lufkin Camp Meeting was teaching on things. They told him, you'll be an invalid the time you're 30 with MS. You'll be an invalid. He went to the altar every service on Wednesday. Whenever was a service, he went to the altar. And he got prayed for. And one night, on Wednesday night, he went and got prayed for. And God miraculously healed him. 